So today we are doing the Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna, chapter 2, verse 51 onwards. So this is chapter 2, verse 51 from Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. Like the sun, the Atma established in itself is not perceived as admitting of varieties, but when manifesting itself through an adjunct, it looks upon is looked upon by dull-witted people as becoming identified with that. So this verse is about the sun. And let us read the verse once again for us to understand. Like the sun, the Atma established in itself is not perceived as admitting of varieties, but when manifesting itself through an adjunct, is looked upon by dull-witted people as becoming identified with that. So, here Sri Krishna is explaining to Uddhava, how many suns are there in our solar system? The answer is one. There is only one sun there. And this one sun that is there is perceived by everybody. Perceived means observed by everybody, thought of by everybody, visualized now everybody has eyes of course, so, but how do they see the sun? They see the sun as too many of them. What does it mean? It means that suppose if I have a small glass, you know, a mirror. Now when I look at the sun through the mirror, I can see one sun, right? But if I break the mirror, and there are small, small pieces of the mirror lying all over the place. Can you see that the sun is observed in every piece of glass as separate? In the same way, there are various water bodies. So in these water bodies, we observe the sun as a separate entity. Likewise, the Atma, there is own only one Atma for that matter, just like the sun. Sun is an example. I think, you know, I have always given examples of everything. I don't compare things in life. I don't like to compare because can you compare sun with any other thing? No. Can you compare earth with Mars? Mars is a different planet. Earth is a different planet. But if I have to give an example, I will say that another more inhabitable planet would be Mars, just like the Earth. So I can give an example. Now an example is given for you to understand how close these things can be. Likewise, the Atma is given as an example. You know, Atma's example is equal to Sun. Now Sun is not Atma. Remember this. Sun is not Atma. Sun is Sun. Atma is Atma. There is only one Atma. It's an example. The answer over here is given to the dull-witted souls. Oh my God. So understand one thing. Here Krishna is talking. See, whenever I am sure, you know, in my satsangs also many a times I have used words like this. Dull-witted, stupid, idiot. You know, I have used his words. And you might wonder, how is it that Guruji uses such words? Well, Dull-witted is also that, isn't it? <laughs> so Krishna is using this word 
and he is telling Uddhava that there are dull-witted people in this world who have no sense. Now I am going to tell you about these dull-witted people. And listen to this very carefully because it's an extremely important verse in this entire book. What is this verse talking about and how does this work? So he says that there is one son and one son is perceived by everybody. Perceived. Perceived means observed, seen, you know, that kind of thing. By these people, the dull-witted people, as many. Right? And what they do is they get identified with that. I told you, you know, it's an example given. And people immediately, the dull-witted people immediately identify with that example. You are not supposed to identify with an example. An example is given so that you understand something better. And let us say if we, if we are talking about scientists. Now, when I talk about scientists, I normally keep on talking about Einstein, Newton and all those people. But do you think that Einstein can be compared to Newton? Can you give a comparison between the two? No. Why are you not able to give the comparison between the two? Because one person is good in one thing, another person is good in another thing and both are independent of each other. Right? So, it is extremely important that we understand the truth behind this. And this truth is very, very important for us to know how this differentiation. If you are dull-witted and if you are asleep, then you will never understand anything. You understand? Asleep means even while awake, a person is not listening. You got what I am saying? Asleep means a person never listens. Okay. Now, today I have also something very interesting for you. It's called the story of Jonah. <laughs> not the Jonas brothers. Okay. This is <laughs> Jonah from the Bible. Alright, so we are going to discuss about one other person at the end when I have about 5-10 minutes, I will talk about him. For you to understand what it means, how dull-witted people can be when they don't listen to one thing but they listen to something completely different because they are asleep while awake. They are asleep while awake. When their person is awake also, the person is not listening. So these dull-witted people, they visualize that the sun is, oh there are so many suns. Okay, now let us come to the real crux of this by doing the next verse. So verse 52 from chapter 2 of the Uddhav Gita. One should not cherish too much affection or attachment for anyone. If one does so, one is smitten with affliction like the poor pigeon. Now this is another beautiful story which is starting. And I am going to complete this entire story. <laughs> you, you will try to understand why I am doing it. Because it covers nearly the entire chapter now. Hmm? So from 52 verse to 74 verse, it's one story only. Now this one story is extremely important story for all of you to listen to. So don't, don't close your eyes, go to sleep or do something like that. See, you want to hear. And it is very important because this is the story which tells you how you get trapped in the material world. And trapped in the material world means something which I will explain to you why we finish this whole, whole story. Now, I am going to read through, okay, later on. 
But first let us try to understand what is he saying. One should not cherish too much affection or attachment for anyone. If one does so, one is smitten with afflictions like the poor pigeon. So now we have a, another example. Tatatraya, when he was explaining to Yadu, the forefather of Krishna, he gave one example of a pigeon and his family. It's not just one pigeon. It's the pigeon, his wife and his child. So this is a, this is a story which you need to understand and what it means. So he says, person, nobody on this earth should have so much of affection for anyone. That means attachment or affection to any person in this world, especially to our parents, to our wives or spouses, to our children, because that is the root cause of misery and that is what will keep you locked in this continuous time run of life and death, life and death, life and death, life and death. Please understand this. Because if you are affected by that, how are you affected by that? Think about it. Affection, affection is the most disturbing element which can ruin your entire life and your spiritual growth will become zero. When you have so much of attachment for somebody in your life, please understand you are not going to go anywhere in this world. Nowhere. So now listen carefully to this story. A pigeon because I am going to continue the story till the end now. So we are going to do from verse 53 to the last verse. Okay. 53 to 74. Hmm? Because it's one story. So I will do the whole story and then I will come back to the story for you to understand what it means. Now we will just listen to the story. Verse 53 onwards. Chapter 2. Dhavgita says, A pigeon built his nest on a certain tree in a forest and lived there for some years with his partner. Can you imagine Krishna is talking about partner at that time? He is not talking about wife or somebody like that. <laughs> so think about it. Today in this world everybody says partner. They don't say my husband, my wife, much. <laughs> okay. The pigeons with their hearts tied in a bond of love lived a family life, fixing their gaze on each other in close companionship, each intent on the other. Now here, these words are very, very important. The first word over here, which is important, it says, bond of love. We have bond of love with everybody, no? With our parents, with our husbands, wife, children, well, of course. So this story is very, very relevant to all of us who have bond of love. James Bond, not James Bond. This is called bond of love. At least in James Bond, that fellow bond, you know, he destroys the enemy. Here, no, the enemy is so strong that the enemy destroys you. 
so the bond is destroyed you the bond so second one lived with his family and then another important word in this line is people talk of companionship i want companionship in my life no no we love each other but we want to be companions i want to be a help to my father mother brother sister husband wife we want to be companions now what happens when you have companionship and what happens when you have bond of love in that forest verse 55 in that forest they together went through such acts as lying sitting roaming resting talk sport eating without any fear just like a family goes through their life they go through their ups and downs no doubt about it did you get this today from the market okay how oh, have you paid these bills okay you know the time is right for us to go for a holiday very good and then oh have you paid those you know those emis to the bank these are things which happen or they will say oh my mother is sick my father is sick we have to go and see our brothers sisters who are not well okay and they want to go together and they want to see this life and these people have to always travel together or you know be a part of each other's world so that is what he says these two pigeons that is the husband and the wife they were lying sitting roaming resting talking sporting and eating together they have oh they were sitting on the dining table okay you have not had this broccoli have this broccoli okay <laughs> i don't know whether the pigeons have broccoli but at least humans have okay so they were talking like this and they were sitting together whatever the female bird who pleased her partner was agreeably treated by him wished for the other o king fulfilled those wants even at the cost of much trouble for he was a slave to his senses this is an interesting line again you know in the material world the husband will try to fulfill wife's demands see when you are coming home can you pick up this while coming home oh you are going to this place can you pick up one small item for me and the husband says yes my dear i will do it okay uh, these are the things that happen in life okay in everybody's life this has been how things have been so the wife is doing something the husband wants to be of help the husband is doing something the wife says oh i got to be there you know all right okay now let us come to the same thing for mother father children okay this is my child oh he needs me most of the time right or oh, this is my mother my mother wants to be taken here or there my mother needs to be taken to the hospital my mother or my father they have to be taken care of these are the things that are there in everybody's life i just use example of husband wife mother son or daughter and children and here dattatreya is giving the same examples can you imagine when this book would have been written and he is talking of the same language 
and this is the root cause of our of all our problems in life so we will slowly move through this story so did you understand the wife says something and the husband has to pander to her the husband says something and the wife has to pander to him why Oh, can you drop me to this place? Okay, I will drop you while going on the way. No, 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 no. I can take a diversion and drop you there. Of course. Oh, my mother is very sick. I have to take her. Why? What are you? You are some person who is uh, like a servant to that person. We will come to the servant aspect very soon when the story unfolds. In course of time. The good female bird had her first conception and laid some egg in the nest in the presence of her mate. Today the cost of you know having a delivery. In a delivery room the husband also is invited. Right? Oh he also wears all those you know colored gowns and stands over there to watch the baby. In the same way the husband and wife that is a pigeon he pigeon and she pigeon. Okay. <laughs> they were delivering a baby. So at that time the the husband was standing over there looking, wow, nice baby. Oh. Ugly looking baby is looked upon as a nice baby. I have never understood this reason why. Have you seen a newborn chick? You know, you wouldn't even want to touch it. Again, the newborn baby of a human kind I don't know what mother the mother or the father finds so interesting in that baby. It is so ugly, dirty, covered with all the muck that is there. He doesn't even have a face. I'm saying he means she also. And a an ugly looking character coming out of the womb. Yeah, later on they may have all nice hair and body hair and all. They may go to the, you know, uh, spas and all that, oh, nice, nice treatment. But till that time, have you seen a person when they get up in the morning, how beautiful they are or how ugly they are? You understand, I am being very sarcastic, beautiful. They are ugly looking. <laughs> and the baby is so bad. I have not seen a baby which is looking cute any time till today. The mother will find it very cute and the father is going to find it very cute. Alright, so there is a delivery going on in the pigeon section, pigeon maternity home. And here the father is looking on. The poor mother bird, fettered by many a tie of love through the Lord's Maya, in due season some young birds with tender limbs and feathers grew out of those eggs, the inscrutable power of the Lord fashioning their features. You know, Every ugly bird becomes a good-looking bird. It's like every girl looks very nice and beautiful by the time she becomes mature. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. You know, every woman looks beautiful and every guy looks handsome after he's 20, 25 and 30. Don't, don't think that by 16 the boy looks good. By 16 he has no brains also. Okay, he's only interested in getting marks in examinations. So, so let us not compare the age thing. A guy looks handsome when he has started earning money and he is taking care of himself. So he cuts his hair nicely and all those kind of things. Okay, He looks really a cool dude after that. But a woman, she matures very fast. So by the time she is 16, 17, 18, she has started looking like a you know 
the peacock with the feathers like this. Peahen, I should say. The happy pair devoted to their offspring reared the young one, listening to their chirping and delighted by their sweet accents. Now we are talking about birds. Let me talk about human beings. Oh, look at the baby. It is putting its first step. Let us record it, record it, record it. Okay, so you go and record it. Okay, you know, the pamper diapers, we are getting it cheap on Amazon this week because of the annual sale or this sale or that sale. A Black Friday, this Friday, that Friday, we are getting it at literally half the price. You are getting pampers at half the price? Very good. Interesting. <laughs> the baby likes to eat this. So we have to get for the baby this one. By the way, you can't, can't call that baby. They have some other name, you know. Is it guddu, buddu, ye, wo, aisa, some, some kind of a funny name the child has. Okay, don't ask me my name. I was called Kallu. <laughs> Kallu is black fellow. <laughs> so yeah, so, okay, it's a good one. But let us come back to this. So the parents, you know, they are very, very interested in taking care of the baby. The first step, what the child is eating, the, the first grains that the child might have eaten. Oh, he's graduated from, you know, the, all those feeds to this thing. Okay. Alright. So, they have a full diary written down of all this nonsense which the child does. Now, think about it. You have an 80-year-old grandfather. Okay, think about it. You are an 80-year-old grandfather or a great-grandfather or somebody like that. And imagine he comes out with his diary. When I was three months old, I was like this. When I was six months old, my mother did this. You who may be 25, 30 or 40, are you interested in knowing all that nonsense? You say, this man, we should put him in some asylum or something like that. <laughs> you don't want that old man with you. I'm sorry, and especially when he talks about his childhood or when he fought in the war or when he went to some army or when he went to his bank or when... Who cares? Do you care? No, no. So it's like the same thing. You keep on writing a diary for the child and nobody cares. Right? They were cheerful. And their wings soft to touch, their wobbling and the graceful movements and the going out to meet their parents gladdened the heart. The two birds with their heart attached to each other in love, beguiled by the Lord's Maya, reared the young ones with no higher outlook in life. Now, this is what happens to every human being. When they are tied up with their husbands, or with their wives, or with their children, or with their mother and father, they don't care for their own growth at all. You understand what I am saying? Oh, my mother, she is very sick. I have to take care of her. And here verse 61 says, With no higher outlook on life, a man is least bothered about his own growth. Forget about spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is zero. Okay? His personal growth also comes to a standstill. Why? Because they have to carry on doing the job. And what job is it? An interesting job, you know, a clerical job or some kind of a thing. The person is interested in doing. Why? I have to take care of the family, you know. I have a wife and I have children. I have this and I have that. I have a mother and a father and this. And, oh my God. The husband says, I have to look after my wife and my child also. 
for which i cannot take a distant place you know i cannot go to another place so suppose the person is working in london he says how can i go to amsterdam to do the job my wife is going to be alone my child is going to be okay again have you seen army people army people are exactly like this this example is also related to everybody by the way it's not just one kind of a person it's related to people who are there even in the services people in the services will lie, write love letters to their wives and the letter may reach after one month i don't know but nowadays it can reach immediately because whatsapp call is there that call is there that this call is there all the visual things are there but oh my husband is calling i have to take this call you know okay he wants to see the baby baby come here look at your daddy is calling wow this is what happens in the calls and this is how they get attached to each other so did you get that and this is the world of m a y a maya and maya keeps this person attached to that role meanwhile forgetting what you are supposed to do the person completely forgets that attachment is the root cause of destruction of your own spirit forget spiritual your material also your material life will come to zero because the wife will take a lower posting in life because she wants to be with her husband in some place the husband will say i don't want to take up this you know increment or something like that you know i don't want to go for the promotion because you see if i go for the promotion i will be stuck up over there i have to spend 4 years over there you know banking jobs are like that you know no a person has to go for some for getting higher position a person has to go far away and the person will tell his boss boss can i take my wife over there oh your wife is going to be the cause of your misery not your growth if you want to grow why are you not focusing on your profession you see you have already finished everything you have had one or two children you have had enough of sex in your life what are you interested in why not focus in your career why not focus in the world that is there outside and yes why not focus in spiritual think about it today a man is engrossed with a woman a woman is engrossed with a man or their child or their mother or their father and this example is very very relevant yes one day the pair went in search of food for them and roamed about for a long time in that forest with this object a fowler rambling in the woods at will saw them flying near the nest and caught them by spreading a trap the parent bird who were always eager to bring up the young ones had been out for that end returned to their nest with food so bird the pigeon the he and the she pigeon they had gone out to search for food for the child meanwhile what happened one fowler came that is a hunter he came and he trapped this small baby pigeon the female pigeon finding the young offspring caught in a trap and weeping rushed to them crying and much aggrieved the poor mother bird fettered by many a tie of love through the lord's maya herself fell into the trap even though seeing the young one caught in it for she was besides herself with grief you see when a child is hurt 
the mother feels more hurt my baby my baby my baby my baby have you seen the child falls down scratches a little and the mother says my poor baby she fell down okay you know children grow up by falling down only isn't it is when you scratch yourself when you lots of things and you go out and play in the mud and dirt and all that then only the baby will grow properly ask michael jordan or ask those people who have become great stars huh you you mean to say they never fell they never had to go through problems everybody in this world those who have gone through their usual problems in their life their mothers and fathers have been very doting on them this is an example where mother is given as an example now let us come to the father as an example and see what happens the poor male pigeon too finding the young one who were more of more to him than his own self as well as his beloved partner who was fit match for him caught in the trap wept sorely afflicted my poor wife and my poor child you know the male pigeon is talking like this why because the child was caught by the fowler the mother was caught by the fowler because the mother went to save the child the mother also got caught by the fowler by the hunter now the father is grieving over there how many people can give me this fantastic example where one person is sick the other person keeps on mera biwi bimar hai mera husband bimar hai mera bachcha bimar hai you know catching their head and they will be crying away to glory or they will be sitting over there you know she does like this and then she falls down and then the person gets affected how much of affect how much a person is getting affected by it you know my husband he has to take this medicine that medicine i have to take him to the doctor okay these are the things which traps a person now i want you to think very carefully why this story is given over here the story is going to be the destructive end of all the three human beings get caught up in this misery in their life thinking about their husbands wives children parents relatives and they do not care about their life and they get caught in this trap so first they don't have any material growth second they don't have any spiritual growth the spirituality goes out of the window please understand this spiritual growth is something which is very very interesting we are not discussing that over here so what does the male pigeon say alas behold my calamity unlucky and wicked that i am before i have even satisfied and have attained the consummation of life my home which conduces to the threefold end of life is gone consummation of life this this pigeon has already had enough sex he wants to have more sex human beings even when they have had enough sex by the time they come to the age of 30 40 or 45 and all they have had so much of romping and they still tell by the time they are 40 50 and all they still think i want to have sex i want to enjoy my life i want to have this i want to have that i think isn't it enough when you can say enough for studies studies you see when you can say enough for studies by the time you are 20 21 or 22 why is it that sex is so important that you want to continue till you are 90 and 100 years old 
consummation. This pigeon is talking about consummation in life. You see, in consummation, there is also a very funny thing. Can I lie down next to you? I am not going to have sex with you. By the way, that is also meaning that. What do you mean by this? I want to sleep next to you because I just want to be with you. Companionship. Do you remember that word which we used? I love her. I, that is why. And the mother will say, this is my baby. That baby is around 40 years old and the mother is still saying, this is my baby. What? There is no need. But yes, the story continues here. Now, that my wife who was a match for me and always agreeable, who looked upon me as her husband as God, has ascended to heaven with her virtuous children, leaving me behind in this lonely house. Wow! The husband says, My wife, you know, she is dead. She is no more. My children are also gone. What am I going to do? I am going to be staying alone in this house. Well, the husband says like this. The wife says, You know, my husband, when he was there, we used to go here and we used to go there and we used to do this and we used to do that. Congratulations! Now that your husband is dead, you think you are going to be alive for a few more years? Okay, congratulations, you may be alive. So what is the big deal in that? You know, spirituality is a very harsh subject. If you don't want to listen to it, you are free to go. You understand? You need to listen to it because if you really want out of this life, you please understand this. You want to meet the same idiot once again in your life? I mean, think about it. You might have already spent a gazillion years with this person and you still want to be with that person. What kind of nonsense are you talking about? Whether it's your mother, father, husband, wife, children, you want to see the same kind of people all your life, this life, next life, next life, next life, next life. You keep on counting. And not one miserable life, okay? I want the next miserable life also, the worst kind, still more miserable, the next worst kind and it goes on and on and that is what people love. They want to get so much attached to their, you know, dear, dearly beloveds that they want to enjoy them not only in this life but in every other blessed life of theirs. I think this is the misery that they want to face. For what purpose shall I desire to live from this deserted house, miserable and afflicted, a widower with all my children gone, to whom life would mean nothing but woe? See, old man is talking like this. Ab main kya karunga? I am going to be alone over here, sitting over here, doing nothing. <laughs> the wife also says, you know, this is the house which my husband built, you know. Such wonderful things he has put over here. Okay. And the son says, My mother took care of me when I was a kid. My father took care of me when I was a kid. You know, they did not eat food, but they gave me food. They did not have money to pay for the fees, but they paid my fees. How many reasons can a person give for getting into attachment? How many reasons can a person give? Dattatare is very harsh on people who are called. Remember the word which he used? 
I didn't say that word. I'm just saying foolish, idiot, stupid. Okay? Uh, he used that word, but I don't know. <laughs> so these foolish people get trapped into this and they keep on talking this kind of a language. Even though seeing them caught in the trap, almost in the jaws of death and struggling in that pitiful way, he too lost his senses and woe begone, fell into it himself. The cruel fowler getting the pigeon who was intent on family life with his partner and the young one was satisfied and went home. Thus the miserable family man with his senses uncontrolled and taking delight in the pair of opposites maintains his family and like the bird comes to grief together with his belongings. He who attains a human birth, verse 74, which is like an open gateway to liberation, is attached like a bird to the family concerns merely, is considered as the one who has fallen from the status. This is a very dangerous verse for you to listen to. Everybody who is attached to somebody should listen to this verse carefully. He who has attained the human birth, which is like an open gateway to heaven, to liberation or heaven is attached like the bird to the family concerns merely is considered the one who has fallen from his status. Those who are so much attached to their family, their dear ones, their near ones, to their parents, to their children, to their husbands, to their wives, to their friends, to their relatives. They do not understand what liberation means. And they have fallen from the status. Dattatra is very clear in saying, if you are attached to any person in this world, you have fallen down in the status. Status of what? You can never ever rise again. You are going to get trapped in that husband-wife syndrome. You are going to get trapped in that mother, father, brother, sister, husband-wife. You know, the children, all these, they are going to trap you into this world and liberation is not going to be there for you. You think this is a threat? Some idiots in my life, they tell me, you know, don't tell me about this. This is like a threat you are putting on my head. I'm sorry, it is not a threat. It is written in the Holy Scriptures. If you consider this as a scripture, please understand one thing very carefully. It's a scripture I'm talking about. And it is not a threat. The more you are concerned with your husband, wife, the more you are concerned with your children, the more you are concerned with your mother, father, brother, sister, or whoever it might be, Understand one thing, your story is exactly like this pigeons and you are also going to get trapped in your life and that life where you will never ever be able to come out of it. So don't try to pander to anybody, neither your husband, wife or mother, father or whoever, no relative. After this, I'm going to say relative. Don't pander to any relative of yours, the near ones or the far ones. Don't even pander to them. Don't bother what they are supposed to do and what they are not supposed to do. God has given them life so that they can take care of themselves. Okay? I don't know whether this verse is understood by you or not. But if you have not understood this verse, please understand this. Your future is doomed. Because you will have no future whereas the material world is concerned. So you can never grow in your life in the material domain. Right? Ask those people, ask those husbands or wives, you know, because of the husband, the wife is not doing anything and because of the wife, the husband is not doing anything. They are both miserable to the core. At the end of the life, they will say, oh, I could have become this, I could have done this, I could have done that. Nobody has done anything. And dependency is the root cause of all the evil in the world. Please do not depend so much and do not make somebody else depend on you. Okay, so I am going to stop my tyranny.
I think you know you must be thinking this is a tyrant. Boss, I am explaining the spiritual verses over here. So we have come to the end of the chapter. Now for the story. <laughs> See, I told you that I am going to give you one story today. Okay, this story is a very interesting story. So first I will tell you that we have ended chapter two. Now next time I will be doing chapter three onwards. Okay, so chapter two is ended. So chapter three we are going to start next time. So now a story from the Bible. Now why was this story there? Don't ask me why this story is there because I was reading something and suddenly this story popped up like that. <laughs> it came to me. I mean, those who have read the Bible know the story of Jonah, isn't it? The book of Jonah is a very interesting book. By the way, Jonah was a saint. And he is there in the Bible. Jonah is there in the Bible. He is there in the Quran and he is there in many other books also. So Jonah is a story of a saint. Alright. Later on he became the saint but first he was not a saint. But first he thought that he is a very dear devotee of the Lord. Okay. And he thought of himself like I am the greatest devotee of the Lord. My story may extend for a few minutes. I hope it is okay with you all. Okay, maybe five minutes extra. <laughs> so, Jonah was told by God. By the way, God had direct communication with him. Yeah, WhatsApp call or something like that. God said to him, Jonah, you are supposed to go to a place. Now, it is Nineveh. Go to that place, okay? And now you are a great person. See, you have learnt all the verses, the spiritual stuff in this life. Right? So go and teach the people over there if Nineveh because those guys don't understand anything. So Jonah says, those people, those are the worst people in my life. They are the biggest enemies. You know, oh my God, I am not going to go there. Why? Because they are villains. And you are not supposed to go and talk to the villains, you know. And you want me to go and teach them? No, they will kill me. They will do something to me. They will put a spell on me. They will destroy my life. And why are you God doing this to me? Why are you God doing this to me? By the way, these words are from the Bible. Okay, I am not saying them myself. <laughs> I might have used slightly different words. But Jonah, by the way, asks him these words. You know, Why are you doing this to me? Okay. <laughs> Maybe not in English. Maybe in Hebrew. Okay. And by the way, poor Jonah's, you know, Jonah's, he had one mausoleum built for himself. Did he build it? No, somebody else built it for him. And these Mosul people, you know, the Syria guys, they went and destroyed that Jonah's tomb also. So last few years ago, the Jonah's tomb, he was a, he was a saint, remember that. They went and destroyed his tomb also. Now you can't go and meet Jonah. You can go and meet Jonah's brother, but no Jonah over here. Alright, so coming back to Jonah's story. So God told this guy, you go to this place and just go and straighten these guys out. You know, tell them about God, tell them about good stuff. And Jonah says, you want me to go and mix around with those idiots? I don't want to go. I will go somewhere else. And, the go and he goes somewhere else. Where does he go? He goes to a place. Now, he there is a place called Jofa. Jofa. Okay. So, he wants to go to the other place. Instead of going here, he goes there. 
okay and he turns his boat i mean he has a boat must be a rich man okay so he turns his boat to another direction and that place is called tarshish okay let us go on this side this fellow i will be far away from those idiots in my life why are they idiots they don't listen to me they don't listen to god you know they are villains in my life so he turns the boat towards tarshish and he tries to go towards jofa suddenly what happens suddenly in the middle of the ocean there is a thunder lightning and all that kind of things and the boat is getting tossed around here and there so he says oh because i didn't listen to god that is why god is punishing everybody i have to do something about it so finally he does a great sacrifice you know the great sacrifice that is he says you know all to all his people he says you put me in the ocean you throw me up, you know overboard then god will be silent you know then all things will come to an end and after a lot of thinking and all that they finally put him into the ocean the moment he is put into the ocean there is a big fish big fish you know big fish i'm not talking about a whale or something like that but people think big fish means whales and all whale is by the way not a fish okay so <laughs> it's a mammal all right so now this big fish okay now by the way the term for big fish according to all these people is very close to the word galgadot go and search it out okay <laughs> so the word used in hebrew is something about badot or you know something like that it means big fish so the big fish swallows him up you know big fish is equal to some big mansion all right if you have seen a whale or some some big fish it's a big mansion and you can go walk inside the big fish from one end to the other end it's like a railway platform <laughs> so he goes into the stomach and in the stomach well listening ah, very good so in the stomach this person he says i should stay here for a few days <laughs> for three days and nights he is inside the stomach after those three days and nights he says to god you see god i am sorry you know i i i should have gone to this other place in you know, neneva uh, can you take me out of this fishes stomach so god says okay fine all right now enough so the fish spits him up like that <laughs> imagine jonah big spit out by the fish <laughs> i mean imagine this kind of a scene the fish is saying who is this nutty thing there's a bone in my teeth you know i got to throw it out so something like that so this guy jonah is thrown out then he decides okay god has told me to go to this place so i will go and he goes to this place and there what he does is he tries to teach those people now god has given him this idea you know go and teach these people so he goes and teaches them but you know how the people are you no know? they never listen just like my students you know they never listen <laughs> so like that these people are never they don't want to listen to anybody he says you see the world is going to come to an end by the way every person who is the sage or the saint will always tell these words the world is going to come to an end and people literally take it for you know oh tomorrow the world is going to come to an end no when they say tomorrow the world is going to come to an end doesn't mean tomorrow is going to come to an end it means that you are going to get trapped 
So these fellows, you know, they don't listen to him. These Nineveh people, you know, they are stubborn fellows. And as usually, in, in, in Hindi we say, Ungli Karnega, Kalakandi. Okay, they are Kalakandi master. They keep on troubling him so much. Finally, he gets fed up and he says, God, these idiots are not listening to me. I just want to go away from here. People have this habit of saying, you know, I don't want to talk to these people. I just want to go away. I don't even want to face these people. I want to go away. So God says, okay, please, you should go away. So he goes to the jungle. Now, actually, it's not a jungle. It's a small, uh, like a sandy kind of a thing, you know, not a jungle. Uh, maybe in Nineveh next to it, I have to go and see on the map what is there. Maybe it's a, it's a desert. So he goes over there and God says, oh, is going to, you know, have storms and this and that. Let me protect you. So God makes a very nice tree, a kind of a, you know, a bush or a tree or something like that on top of his head and he protects himself. And he protects himself over there. God looks at this idiot and says, look at him. He is supposed to be empowered, empowered with knowledge by me. And look at this idiot hiding behind a bush or a tree. So what does the God do? He puts a small worm at the, at the base of the tree. And in one day's time, the worm is so strong, by the way, he eats up the tree. So when the worm eats up the tree, <laughs> this guy, Jonah says, God, what have you done? You can see, you know, the, the, the elements are troubling me and you made this tree get destroyed. God looks at him and says, what kind of a jerk are you? Sorry, jerk is not a word to be used. Maybe YouTube will not like it. <laughs> what kind of an idiot are you? Stupid fellow. I gave you some job. And that job is to go and sudrao those fellows, you know, get those guys straight on their line. And you are sitting over here and telling me, oh, please save me. I don't want to go there. I don't want to meet them. I don't want to face them. I have Jonas in my life also. I am not saying I am God, but you have to understand. See, I am teaching you spirituality. In my spiritual world, I have Jonas in my own world. They might have been in with me for many years. And they have been given a job. And the job is very clear. I don't know how many of you remember mythistical, mythistical woman. It is like a daydream, you know. Somewhere far away, Maya domain. So, so that dream was there. We have to get the world to understand and do things. The world is going down the drain. And Jonah is that person who is not doing anything. He has been told, go and face the people. No woman is going to like what you are going to do. No man is going to like what you are going to do. It is not about liking. It is about getting the job that you have come here for, which is called Swadharma. So Jonah was supposed to do his Swadharma. In that, how many times this guy runs away? Many times. What is this fish which has taken him for three days? You know, this fish of misery. What am I going to do? I don't want to face this life. I am a miserable person. I am horrible. And then the next time under the tree, it's still the worst scenario. You see, when a person has to face a bigger problem and challenge in life, they don't want to face the challenge. The greater the challenge, if you are a spiritual person, you should face it. And it's only when Jonah goes and faces that problem once again in life, 
that forgiveness descends upon him and then he becomes the precursor where jesus himself says by the way jesus himself says these words three days jonah was inside the fish's stomach i am going to be three days in my tomb so in the bible it is mentioned that jonah was the precursor of jesus christ you got it so this story is our life don't be miserable you got to face life you have to face the worst people the worst situations in your life go face them you are here to train the world you are not here to enjoy your life boss you are here to make these people understand what they are missing out remember the story of that pigeon don't get trapped by all these husband wife mother children father this that no don't get trapped by this you have a bigger calling and if you are sitting here listening to my satsang please understand one thing you have a far greater calling than you have ever imagined in your life you are not only supposed to be dedicated to one or two people in your life you are supposed to be going and doing work like the ninevas you know going to the entire town the cities the countries the nations and you are supposed to see to it that everything becomes in aligned you want yourself liberation and why can we not give these poor people what they are supposed to do we are here to teach other people we are not here to just sit around and mope or do some chapluzgiri of our own parents or husbands wives and all that we are not here to pander to these people you want to pander to one person or do you want to do job job for the thousands and billions and millions of people out there so the story of jonah actually appealed to me and i thought that this is the right forum when i will take this extra 10 minutes and tell you about it and i hope you remember this story so don't fall into this trap of this husband wife father mother brother children and all that or this material world troubling you making you miserable they are my enemies they are the worst kind of people they and they and don't become like jonah who tells god you know why are you putting me in this position why are you destroying my life why do i have to go and meet these idiots please understand they don't know what they are doing you understand they don't know what they are doing so it's your job when you know and understand what they are doing it's your job to go and rectify the situation so go ahead and do something with your life okay so i've come to the end of the jonah story i'm sorry these are these are very harsh truths you need to understand them and those who have attended my satsang today please take it very seriously and don't give me that story about somebody is sick somebody is dying somebody has a problem somebody i have to take care of i have to take them to hospital or to some such place or give them money or i hey, give money whatever you want to you can earn and give become a ceo and give money no who is telling no but don't get trapped into this world of theirs you are going to be miserable you have got a greater calling follow it okay so i'll end over here and take care of yourself take care